Now back to our own forces of nature, Gatos and Chad. Yeah, how about a uh, how about a uh, round of applause for our buddy uh, Jim Cross? Jim today. Cross, Woo! baby, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. Chad and I were there. Living took the Pablo, dream. took the crew. So had his cowboy hat on. Yeah, Jim Cross uh, went into uh, the Arizona Broadcasters Hall of Fame today. One of the great reporters and a terrific guy. Our buddy Mark Curtis also went in, got a chance to talk to him. Great class. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, did you talk to him? Uh, a little bit. I was just, it was just, you know, again, you know, listening to uh, uh, just a very cool thing going in, you know, of getting uh, these people going in for lots and lots of years of hard work. And we got a free meal out of it. Free meal was And there was good. cake. Did you take a bite of the cake? <laughs> I didn't. Pablo, did Chad take a bite of the cake? Come on, Pablo. What did I do? Thing, right? He took a bite of it, but he didn't finish oh! it. What did, what did I do with it? He said, can I spit this in my napkin? It was that bad? He said, Pablo, come here. Let me hide behind your back. <laughs> I did. You threw it up? I, no, I spit it in the napkin. It was oh, okay. Like, I right. thought it was white cake. You're funny. It was the lemoniest cake you've ever <laughs> tasted in your life. It's one of those ones where it hurts your jaw because oh, it's so tart. It was <laughs> misleading. It had delicious. strawberries on it. And when you bite it, it was lemon. Yeah. So it was lies. I was right. told it was lies. Well, congratulations was lies. to Cross and uh, Curtis. Terrific guys. I was bummed. There was, uh, I was sitting next to Greg, our controller here, and he was like, I wish we were serving Subway. I'm like, me too, man. <laughs> You're the palate of a three-year-old. Hey, um, independent voters, how are you going to vote for governor? How are you going to vote for governor? This is really fascinating. I want to play you something. Uh, four out of five independent voters already know who they're going to vote for when it comes to Carrie Lake versus Katie Hobbs. Four out of five already know. Now, I've been really honest. I'm an independent. I'm not voting for Carrie Lake. I'm not voting for anybody who is part of the big lie. You don't get my vote. You're done. I can't take you seriously. You should not be in office. Okay. That being said, uh, Katie Hobbs has been completely unimpressive. And just because I don't like, want to vote for Lake. I can't believe it that you would even think I'm unimpressive. Cause just because like, I, I don't want to vote for Carrie Lake doesn't mean automatically no. I'm voting for Katie Hobbs. So I'm the one... Out of the five, who is undecided? I just know who I'm not voting for, but that doesn't mean I'm going to vote for the other one. I'm so, going blank. Well, very interesting. Earlier today, 4.15, we do five spot. We put five callers on. They're all independents. We asked, who are you voting for? Take a listen. It's interesting. John in Mesa. Who are you voting for? You're an independent. I am not voting for either. Like, and I don't know. Like, I feel like when it comes to the actual election on election day, I'm just going to leave that box blank. <laughs> Chad in Peoria. What's up, Chad? Hobbs, Carrie Lake's too far right. I'd rather go with the border conspiracy theory than uh, Biden lost. Nathan in uh, North Phoenix. Hey, this is what it comes down to nowadays. You're not voting for anybody. You're voting against somebody. And right. These days, I'm voting against Carrie Lake. Eric in Phoenix, who are you voting for? I'll be voting against Carrie Lake for Hobbs because he's too delusional. And I'd rather have somebody who plays it safe than somebody who just has a delusional world view. John in Glendale. Who are you voting for for governor? I like the response of that last caller, but that doesn't mean I'm voting for Hobbs. I was never a Democrat, and now I know why, but Carrie Lake, crazy Carrie Lake, no way. I'm probably going to stay out of this one. All right. So that was five callers. Let's just tell you, we pulled this curtain back a little bit. When we do five spot, uh, the only thing that we screen people for is you're an independent, right? And they said yes. That gets them on the air. We don't ask them any questions yeah. after that. So it turned out three of the five would vote for Hobbs. Two of the five aren't voting at all. 
and no one said Carrie Lake. Yeah. So, you know, we just want to, you know, that's not a setup. We're not, we're not rigging it. it, it five spot is for us here, you know, just Chad to get and a I, temperature of what's going it. on out there. That's it. Now, listen, this doesn't mean that Katie Hobbs going to run away with the independent vote. No, it's just, it's a, it's, it's, it's the kind of poll that we kind of did here on the show. Uh, and I wonder if it's, if, if that's the way independents are leaning are are they leaning because it's four out of five independents who know they're going to who know who they're going to vote for for the governor but does that mean four out of five independents are going to vote for hobbs i doubt it no i doubt it i doubt it and i also think too what we've learned from the last few years is especially on the right they don't want to participate in polls uh they're you know if they're answering to a robot if they don't feel judged, maybe they'll give an answer. Yeah. But a lot of times they just stay quiet and say what you want about, like, well, Trump lost the last year. Yeah, I, I know Trump lost the last year. I've never once thought it was stolen. And you know what? We have every right to question something. We mailed out millions of ballots willy-nilly because of something. We have every right to question it. That being said, uh, Trump still got the second most votes in the history sure, of our country. Of Absolutely. So it's there are people out there. The thing is, is 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 that are we going to have one of those things where we're going to look at the votes and like uh, like the the AG got a lot of votes as far as that, but maybe the governor's race doesn't get as many votes as people think. I don't know. Very well could be true. I, I don't know. Um, but I just think five spot was worth revisiting yeah, for, a moment, for a moment because not one said Carrie Lake. Not one. No. Maybe we'll do it again. Maybe we should just do it again tomorrow. Maybe we do it again tomorrow. And, and maybe we get people to call in and go, you yeah. know what? I'm voting yeah. for Gary because, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. you, um, you don't know. There, there's, uh, there's a debate tonight. It's the AG debate. You Have you seen any? Have you seen some I, of the clips? I, I saw a little bit. I was out there uh, with uh, Patricia, one of our great news reporters, and right. we were watching a little bit. It, and uh, watching the comments, by the way, is as much fun <laughs> on YouTube as anything. Uh, that lady who's the moderator, there's somebody with Ted Simons? I don't know. Yeah, there is. And uh, she's got a nose ring. Oh, gosh. And that Who has cares? to do what? Wait, what? Well, Chris Mays is the Democrat. Uh, Abe Hamaday is the Republican. Uh, we got a clip. Let's play the clip because, you know, they're yelling at each other. Uh, here it is. She's saying that the 15 week law that was passed, 15 week restriction. That was so this is Hamaday because, you know, he's not a both of these aren't well-known politicians. So Hamaday's talking. She's saying that the 15 week law that was passed, 15 week restriction that was passed in March. She said she would not uphold that. So I'm confused. Why okay. would you not uphold that if you if you if you want to have the intent I'm, of the people? With I'm the sorry that you're confused about the Arizona Constitution, Abe. I know you only graduated from law school a few years ago, but oh. the Arizona Constitution says what it says. <laughs> so that's a dig oh, at she his. Oh, didn't finish. What's it say? Now it's a cliffhanger. That's a dig at his age. Well, what she was saying is the law, in, according to Mays, the law for abortion is unconstitutional. It was passed before Arizona had a, a constitution. That's what you and I have talked about. Right. Why should this thing, uh, you know, jump in front of uh, all these other ones? We weren't a state at this time. We're a state now. Right. That should take precedent. Okay. So that's just a little bit of the AG debate. Uh, I don't think that's going to get a whole bunch of ratings. But again, I think, you know, as we as we get closer to Election Day, you know, you're going to figure out who you want to vote for. You're going to study up on it a little bit. We put all the candidates on already. Uh, and, and let's not forget this. Yes. All politics is local. And the school board, the community that you're voting in, whatever it is, whether you're voting for your for for the mayor, for the city council, for the AG, all these things, they'll have a bigger impact on your life 
day to day than what takes place uh, when you go way out there to D.C. and stuff. Yeah. Because that stuff that happens to you, whether they're passing taxes, ordinance on, you guys can't have short-term rentals, etc. That has a bigger impact on your life. That's a good point. It's a good point. All right, coming up next, we've been to the gas station lately. It's nuts, man. The, the our, our gas prices in the valley have skyrocketed. Tell you what, if I was a Republican, yeah, grocery receipts versus two years ago and last year, and continual signs of gas stations would be my only campaign size. That would be a good one. Yeah. They won't take my uh, advice. No, probably not. But you're a solution-oriented kind of I am. Of man. I'm looking for solutions. Look at They're that. That's a solution whatever. for the Republicans. Well, you and I love solutions. We do. We love solutions. We're nonstop solutions. Uh, we're going to try and figure out. We've got an expert that tells us why gasoline is so expensive in the Valley next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Wise man, uh, Steve Zinsmeister, what do we got for Valley gas prices? Uh, in Phoenix today, the average regular gas is four fifty five. Four fifty five. A week ago, it was four twenty three. That's thirty two cents cheaper a right. week ago. Why? I was blaming California and their right? wackiness. Okay, I think everybody wants to know why are your gas prices going up? Let's find out right now. Uh, longtime uh, economics professor, ASU Dennis Hoffman. Dennis, how are you? I'm great. Tell us why gas prices all of a sudden have gone up. We've got families out there. We've got people listening that are worried this is going to be something we're going to have to deal with forever. Well, it is uh, a bit of a quandary. I have to say, nationally, the wholesale price of uh, gasoline is on the 250 range. Usually, Phoenix is a buck above that. That would call for 350. And, of course, we got another buck floating around here. <laughs> if you dig into it, national wholesale isn't – It's that doesn't mean that wholesale is 250 everywhere. Unfortunately, the West Coast refineries, just like I think it was Chad said, blame it on those Californians. Always do. Uh, those West Coast California refineries, uh, you know, are having trouble. And, uh, you know, on the West Coast, wholesale is – is considerably more expensive than uh, than it is on the East Coast. It's it's an unprecedented difference, East Coast to West Coast, in terms of uh, wholesale, and so therefore we have access to both. But a lot of our fuel comes from California. So what we need to be doing, guys, is build more refineries. Hey, Chad, you want one in your backyard? Uh, you know what? Here's my thing. I've said that for years. When's the last time we built the refinery? Honestly, seventy. The, the 70s. 70s. Really? Yes. And when's the, <laughs> there's one for sale in, out in the, uh, well, right now it's, it's, it's in a place where there's a hurricane, but nobody wants to buy it because of the headaches. Hey, hey Dennis, speaking of like the, the insanity of the refineries, this, that, and the other, there are refineries out there in the Southeast. They're getting battered. Could this also start to put pressure on, on, on oil prices and gas prices? Not too much. I don't know. It's a decent question, but, uh, um, you know, most of the refineries and, uh, and, uh, and the gas industry is, is closer to New Orleans and, uh, Alabama. So the early runs with this hurricane, I was worried about that. But as the hurricane went further east and is ripping apart Florida as we speak, 
you know, there'll be some minor challenges, but uh, it's not going to be the kind of hit to the petroleum industry that it would have if it would have hit, uh, you know, 500 miles west of there. So it really is a problem of investment. You know, we, we can point fingers here. Regulation is a problem. We've, we hear a lot about government regulation of uh, the, the fossil fuel industry. You know, the current administration is not as friendly to the fossil fuel industry as the prior administration was. But frankly, I see it as if you look at like rig counts, if you look at everything across the nation, you know what this is, guys? It's it's investors, private sector investors saying to themselves, you know, what's the future in oil and gas? Everybody seems to want an electric vehicle down the road. And uh, why should we sink millions of millions of dollars into new refineries, new wells, new distribution uh, networks? And so I, I don't see this changing really very quickly. I think we're going to be dealing with a deteriorating fossil fuel infrastructure. And there's not a lot of investment money that's going to go into bolstering it even though there's money to be made, at least in the short run. Right. But unless, you know, unless you guys, you know, want to come up with a few bucks and, and buy a refinery. I would uh, love I to. We're going to be saddled with this. Where right? do you build them? By the way, we're talking to Dennis we're, Hoffman. He's a longtime economist professor at ASU. Where do you build the refineries? You can't even build an apartment complex. Oh, yeah. See, that's the problem <laughs> right there. It's well, regulation over regulation. Hmm. Yeah, but what's driving the regulation? It's people that don't want these things in their backyards, right? So it's not just a bunch of government folks sitting around dreaming up things that uh, throw a monkey wrench into things. It's it's all of us. You know, we're, you know, uh, we've got the enemy and it's us. Dennis, I live in the middle of the Valley of the Dirt People. I, I Pinal County, for those who don't know. And there's plenty of nothing out there because it is the dirt. And I throw it out there. I bet people will be fine. But then you got to start talking about what? Well, then we got to talk about pipelines. And then we got to talk. And there's where the nightmare comes in. Every time you turn around, it's something else. Chad, we couldn't get a gas turbine plant cited and approved in Pinal County earlier this year. Uh, hey, Dennis, is there anything Governor Doug Ducey can do? Is there any good solution? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, people are, have thought around this problem. You know, you try to get rid of the gas tax for a short period of time. You try to encourage this or encourage that. You know, the Californians are giving people, uh, low-income people, they're writing them a check, you know, to kind of soften the burden. Mm. But, of course, that just fuels demand for the product. You know, one thing that high prices for petroleum will do is that, you know, folks will just drive, that, that can, folks will drive less. Right. And uh, it's it's pretty tough for for uh, government officials to do this unless you, you know, have a magic wand and you can somehow change popular sentiment around love or hate of fossil fuels. Right. And, uh, you know, this is, and, and then you got to convince investors that, that their minds have truly been changed and investors come along and in, invest in this uh, sector and, and we get more of it. But the number of rigs, oil rigs in place today uh, compared with, you know, six years ago. It's like half. 
Wow. And I'm talking under a President Obama's administration. We got half of the rigs in place today that we had during uh, Mr. Obama. And those declined, by the way, during most of the Trump administration. They just kept coming down. And so it's not regulation is a factor. I get it. Inciting is a factor. But it's our preference to move away from fossil fuels that I think is making investors nervous. Gotcha. I don't know. This is, uh, we have to get inside the heads of investors. And, you know, some of this is just conjecture, but uh, it makes sense to me. All right, Dennis, you're awesome. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Give me a buzz. Be happy to chat any day. All right, we will. All right, your gas prices are going up. We told you why. Well, Dennis told you why. I don't know. What's the solution just to... To well, drive less. But the thing is, one thing he didn't, the reality is, no matter how much anybody talks about we need to do this or we need to do that when it comes to electricity, and it's just, it, it's not going to happen in the way that people think. It's going to take years and decades, and we're going to have to find better solutions that are more reliable than plugging something in electricity-wise and hoping that thing's always working, mm-hmm. because the grids can't handle it now. If we can't build, uh, you know, refineries, how are we going to build all these new grids? All right, it is time for Pop Quiz. Pop Quiz. Open up the phones, true-false questions about the day's news. You get five in a row, you win Chad's prize. He's got sweet son's gear. 602-277-KTAR, 277-KTAR. That's 277-5827. Uh, we'll have some fun to end the show with Pop Quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. All right, here we go. We end the show with pop quiz. Remember, we don't start until all the phone lines are full. 602-277-5827. We've got true-false questions about the day's news. If you get five in a row, Chad, what's the prize? Uh, you're going to get uh, this really nice Suns thing. It's a T-shirt, I believe. That's right. how you... That's how you well, you know, the Suns, right? There's a lot of issues. Well, I'm trying, you know, so I'm like, hey, you're going to get the, these great Suns things. They're all best friends. Way to sell it there. Yeah, way to Woo! sell it. That's what it's I was saying. hard to sell that, man. Jeez. It's hard to sell it. It's a tough thing to sell it. Becky, way to sell it. Hey, we've got crap to give you. 277-KTAR. That's normally how we sell it. All right. Now, you know what? You take the first call. All right, let's do it. Frank and Casa Grand Valley right. of the Dirt People. Oh, Frank, how's the Valley of the Dirt People? <laughs> Doing well, doing well. How are you guys doing today? Right. Doing good. Doing good. Here we go. McDonald's introduced Happy Meals for adults. True or false? True. It is true. The adult Happy Meals come with a toy. True or false? True. He's got two in a row, Chad. Two in a row. Are you going to go uh, get one of these adult uh, Happy yeah. Meals, Chad? I think they debut Monday. Okay. Uh, let's see. You can make up to $300 per day by sitting on a jury in Phoenix. True or false? True. It is true. Four out of five independent voters in Arizona already know who they're going to vote for when it comes to the governor's race. Four out of five independents. True or false? True. It is true. Uh, for the win. Here we go. The win. Earlier today, Becky Lynn was inducted into the Arizona Broadcasters Hall of Fame. True or false for the win? True. You're dead to me. Oh, she's, oh. she's not good enough. To oh be there. my god! <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad he thought I could have been. Jim <laughs> be Cross. Jim, no <laughs> Jim, you'll be there before anybody. Jim Cross, our uh, terrific reporter, was uh, inducted today. All right, uh, Dalvin in Phoenix. All right, Dalvin, you ready to play pop quiz? 
I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Uh, there's a hurricane. It's hitting Florida. And the hurricane, uh, Ian, was category four when it made landfall. True or false? False. You're dead to me. All right. Enough talking to you people. Let's talk about Bad Bunny. <laughs> Tonight, Bad Bunny is... Uh, We're done? Yeah. Bad Bunny is in uh, the Valley of Chase Field. He's in the Valley, Chase Field. Somebody else is opening up for him. We're not quite sure who he is. But uh, then Pablo good, will good arrive. Bunny. Is it Good Bunny? No, it's not. Pablo's going to arrive, and then the party really begins. How many is a hold tonight, Pablo? How many is it? 40, 48? 48,000 of Pablo's closest friends. Party and heart. He's the biggest Latin entertainer oh, on the planet. Absolutely. I right. also see him at Bullet Train, and he's uh, he does wrestling, and you guys like the wrestling? WWE. That's right. Woo! All right. We'll have a full report on Bad Bunny and how he did tonight. Becky Lynn is up next. She is. Becky Lynn, are you digging this music? This is fantastic. It is great. You don't like it. I do, too. You're a country fan. You can't I like this I like stuff. all kinds of things. This is pretty good. I'm not trying to pigeonhole Becky. You know, listen to him. Pigeonhole. Way to sell it. Way to sell it.